one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guests this week, it's Charlie Brooker and Annabelle Jones, the uh, co-creators of Black Mirror. Probably, I would say the most popular TV show in the Balance Office. So we were super, uh, I nearly said stoked. What a character from Neighbours. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. We were super stoked to uh, to chat with Charlie and Annabelle. They were wonderful. This is an absolute crackerjack of, a, of an episode. Um, and it's one of those, because they're super close, um, you just sort of ask a question and away they go. And as a podcast host, that's... Uh, that's the gosh darn dream. Um, if it sounds like that is the sea in the background, that is because that is that is quite literally what it is. Guess who went on a family holiday and uh, didn't record his intro or outro for Charlie and Annabelle before he left? <laughs> Me. So, so I had to tiptoe down to the... I mean, I'm sharing too much, but I, I feel I owe you this much. I've had to tiptoe to a quiet spot so we don't wake up uh, the family. I feel like I'm very close to doing Reginald Perrin. I could literally swim away. I mean, I wouldn't do that. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not a strong enough swimmer. Um, anyway, <clears throat> Charlie and Annabelle. Wonderful. And uh, if you're yet to watch the new series of, of uh, Black Mirror, it's on Netflix now. Our good news this week comes uh, courtesy of Disney. Uh, and that is because there is a new uh, Lion King movie out next month, or July 2019. It depends when you're listening to this. <clears throat> if you're listening to this in December and you're thinking, great, Lion King movie in January. Um, and so to support this movie, what, what Disney have done is they've donated one and a half million dollars. Uh, and that figure could go up to three million dollars. Um, and that is in an, att- in an attempt to double population of lions. There are only 20,000 lions left. Now I'm a Crystal Palace fan and 20,000 is what I would call a slightly below average uh, home attendance at Sellers Park. So it's not it's not many at all. 20,000 is nothing. So um, so this initiative will hopefully double it by the year 2050. Uh, and this is part of the Protect the Pride campaign. Now this, this is nothing new for Disney. 
I think since 1995, they've donated something like, or sorry, I should say, they've directed $75 million uh, to save wildlife globally. And that includes $13 million to protect African wildlife. There is a quote here from Elisa Margolis, who's the Senior Vice President of Enterprise Social Responsibility for the Walt Disney Company. That's, I mean, that you're going to need a big business card because that is a, that's a big old job title. Uh, through the stories we tell and the experiences we create, we have the power to reach people around the world and inspire them to take action with us. So that's nice. Doubling the lion population, hopefully, by uh, by 2050. And that is our good news. So anyway, here, here we go. Um, don't worry, I didn't chat with Charlie and Annabelle by the sea. So you are, I mean, it's, it's getting quite soothing the longer I stay out here. Um, so Charlie and Annabelle, this is this is wonderful. So this is a deep dive on uh, on, on, on Black Mirror, but also on technology, uh, on the future, um, and uh, if the, you know if this encourages you to put your smartphone down. The the, the episode that, that really focuses on uh, the, the the smartphone use is, is called Smithereens. And it, that is on the new series that's, that's out now on Netflix. Smithereens, and it's, it's Andrew Scott with uh, what you would call a, a, brava, a bravura. <laughs> a friend of mine said, you should never use words that you can't pronounce properly. A bravura. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring in Charlie and Annabelle. And I'm just going to walk into the sea while saying bravura. <laughs> I mean, if I'd said really good, I would never have got into this problem. Um, anyway, Andrew Scott's really good <laughs> uh, in smithereens. So this is, this is Charlie and Annabelle. Okey-dokes. Thank you so much. Um, to, to kick off with, can you say a, a bit about how you broke through in telly? So I'll come to TV, go home, and mm-hmm. what have you. Annabelle, how about yourself? Because lots of people would love broke, to work in telly, but... Broke into telly, oh my God. Um, by accident. Um, Honestly? Not by design. I sort of, and a high series of jobs, and I ended up at Endemol, um, which is a one of the biggest production companies in the UK. Yeah. And I think with a lot of things, it's just a matter of who you end up hanging out with and who you end up befriending. And uh, I got to know the guys from Zepatron, which was our com- a comedy label under the Endemore group. And they were sort of going through a sort of restructuring because yeah. they'd just come from the 11 o'clock show, 10 o'clock, 11. 11. 11. Fuck. 11 o'clock show. <laughs> I can't remember because we did the 10 o'clock show. Sure. Uh, and, and then, you know, it sort of just happens. Lots of people not knowing what they're doing and hoping that by by all getting together that it sort of makes some sort of sense. So I ended up being managing director, I think, of Zepatron in a way that we were all sort of like fuck, not knowing what we were doing. Sure. Um, in a way, I always sort of reassure. I always My advice to everyone is don't worry that you don't know things because everyone is bluffing. And so if you display any degree of confidence and you can walk into a room and try and get away with it, you're going to be fine. I, I couldn't agree more. When Gokwan said it's all about the confidence, yeah. I didn't realise he was a wise prophet, because I think that is it's key. sort of what it all comes down it's to, It's absolutely it? key, which is why... Oh, this is too political. Which is why I think a lot of primary school-educated children do very well, because they just exude confidence, and they're just sort of like, I'm here to... This world is here for me to conquer. I think and that's I think, arrogance, though, isn't it? Well, those little cunts. 
careful what you say when your children have to go into private secondary school. Um, but, uh, I t- I t- but confidence, I think, is the key. My key advice to anyone would be do not doubt yourself because no one else in that room is doubting themselves. Totally. Because I went to state comp, but I'm, my wife went to boarding, so, I'm, so oh, I've wow. met all her met, and I could not agree more, that their, their confidence, it's, no, yeah. it's not a coincidence, is it, that no. they... So, but I, it, no, it makes perfect sense. If you're taught, go into a room and you're going to be the one that you know excels, and you're going to you know you're going to be the one that's going to be the leader. You go in with that mentality. You automatically take mm-hmm. that role. And whereas a lot of people, a lot of state kids wouldn't. If, I think if you're told you are special, something happens there, doesn't it? You you start yeah. to believe that you are, you actually are. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, not even yeah. I mean, is it even special? You're just. You, you know, your voice is there to be heard is sort of something you are taught as a very young age. Fast forward to Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, isn't the issue that they're taught that they're, enti- they're entitled? Yeah. They're I like, don't they're know if like... it's entitled, because I think that's probably... But uh, I don't think it is as, as you say, arrogant as that. I think there's just that assumption that you, you know, you're, you're in an you environment. Matter. You ma- But also, in, in, and it's not, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. It's just it's a shame that there's a whole swathe of the population who aren't given that life lesson. And so there it lies in innate inequality. It's not bad to sort of go go out in the world and try and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad message. No. So I don't think it but is as... I think it's... Uh, I think entitled is not... Well, it's probably... I think is, that's maybe it, an old school Isn't approach. it a world, though, it's, it's because they're moving in a slightly rarefied environment where the people they know... Their, all their mates' dads are CEOs, and like you know, so they're going to mingle with people like that and know what that they're normal idiots. Do you know what I mean? So they're not going to be cowed by people like that. Whereas I yeah. still get a thing if I go into a, an environment where there's lots of powerful and successful people, I feel like a kid. Do you know a bit like I feel like oh, they're all proper grown ups. Tugging at the fall off. Like oh, I don't know, I did the wrong thing. But you know that's not the case, don't you? Yes, you not. You might know it, but you don't feel it. That's the difference, isn't it? So, so how, with you two, how did how did Lennon meet McCartney then? <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, I but incidentally, I, I I liked how your description of how you broke into television included that it was mysterious. Like there was very little detail in there. Did you notice? It's because I'm like, aware. But no, only I'll tell you why. Because, because it was a bit like. Because it was a bit like. No, it was a bit like Littlefinger in like Game of Thrones or something. It was mysterious. Because no. it was a bit like. Hang on a minute. Yes, you just sort of ma- ma- materialized. Was what you, you said there. You do me a like, favour, but you know that time is precious. I know time is precious, yeah. and I'm trying to think about what's going to go in the in the article. It just sounded mysterious to me. Like you were just no, summoned. No, the point was from it's a, about meeting an, people and getting. On with That's people. good advice. You find those people yeah. work together. I said Candyman three times in front of a mirror, and Annabelle <laughs> appeared, and like it was like she she came through. She slithered. You out are of, wasting his time. She slithered out of a haunted mirror, and that's how we met. Now, you you went you were viral before virals. But you, sorry, that's <laughs> a terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a first impression. Uh. Um, Sorry, you, you you were before you were well known. You'd actually gone viral before viral was a thing, hadn't you? With um, TV go home and stuff. But I had done, um, I'd done a lot. I'd done quite a few things that were a bit like under the radar. Um, TV go home was a thing that like was the the one thing that absolutely changed my 
life trajectory. Right. Actually, because until then I'd been doing bits and bobs. I'd been doing. I'd done some presenting. Yes. TV presenting. I'd done video game reviews and things like that. And I, but I felt I was slightly in a ghetto. Uh, writing about technology and presenting things about technology. I was a video game journalist and that's what I was. I mean, it's ironic I've ended up back in sort of technology in many ways. Um, But doing TV Go Home was a small thing that I could do. I set myself a task of doing it on a regular basis. Um, And it it was my own thing. And I think because it was its own singular voice, it sort of suddenly opened all sorts of doors for me. And then that... So what what was the thing that then led to the more mainstream success from team. What did that um, lead to? I mean, that because I did that, I got a job writing on the 11 o'clock show, which is a comedy programme. And then through doing that, I met other comedy writers, which I hadn't before, and comedy producers. And because of that, then I ended up at uh, Endemol and I met Annabelle. And then because of that, we ended up sort of doing the screen wipe shows together. And then we did Dead Set. So it was all sort of like, I didn't have... A plan, or any, like I didn't. Oh, know. really? You never like visualize. You never thought I'm going to be a TV writer. I'm going to. Well, I you did. Quite, now I think about it, you were quite precocious when you were younger. What do you mean when well, I was younger? You, <laughs> young, in the olden days. Yeah. Well, you were actually much more confident than you've just fucking said. No, that's. I might have uh, appeared no, confident. No, no, no. But Presenting but with Gina on that tech show. Or Gia. Gia, sorry, Gina, um, <laughs> on that tech show and. Uh, the cartoon, being a cartoonist at fourteen, all of that it's shit. Fifteen. Oh, fuck off! But you, you had uh, ambition. No, that may look like confidence. That may look like confidence. Presenting a tech show on BBC Three was yeah, it? Yeah, but that's part. At yeah, what but, age? Well, it was 27, 28. Yeah, you did something, something before that. that. I know you um, did on telly. No, that was, was the, that first, the first TV thing. Yeah, I'm quite old. Um, <laughs> no, hang on. Maybe radio? I was. Maybe no, I was like, oh, I did that. radio when I was about yeah. twenty-six. Yeah. So, yes, Mr. but that's, but yeah, but that's, yeah, but that's, Mr. Cowed by the no, elite. there's a difference, no. but there's a difference, isn't it? Because you can be, you can project a persona on something like that. Mm-hmm. Like you can go on the radio and do a thing where, which is again very different to doing that in front of a live studio audience, mm-hmm. which is something I subsequently ended up doing. But you can project a persona. It doesn't mean that you are a confident person. It means that you have an ability or an affinity with pretending to be someone else for I, a short period of time. I hear what you're saying. I am going to say even to do the latter requires a degree of confidence. To have the confidence to project that persona. Anyway, this is semantics. But I think you'll find that a lot of people are like that. Like, it's easier to you sort of you by adopting a persona to present something or, or you are... You are, you are annihilating yourself in the moment. Mm-hmm. You are not yourself. Yeah, Whereas, yes. and, and I could do that. I can like yabber on on a sort of mm-hmm. on a, a radio show. As soon as I came to do things like a panel show, it's immediately terrifying. You have to lo- learn mm-hmm. the, a new skill. the ropes. Yeah, because sure. yeah. it's like the first couple of times you do it, you say nothing, mm-hmm. and the audience yeah, hates but... you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry, we got off track there. Thanks to you. That was good. Um... <laughs> If we go back to National Anthem, Rory mm-hmm. Kinnear, I, I was going to say one of the finest character actors, but he's one of the finest actors, full stop. Mm-hmm. But could you have ever believed that the, the two of you would have become these TV monarchs? Monarchs? I like being a monarch. That's good. Um, it is. No, it's weird. Um, I don't think that we... I we don't, don't be. Yeah. Take it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wear the crown. Uh, Do you know, it's not that, is it, though? 
It is You're not. You're joking. It's not. But the, when I mean, you are, the reality is, it. you know, it is just the two of us in a room just bickering. Just the two of us. We can yeah, make it if we can. We're bloody hell. Fucking um, yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> so it's actually more prosaic. It, 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 it is so, it is so removed from that. If the two of us in a room in whatever small studio in West London has Squabbling got any in space, England. bickering like a fucking old couple, getting on each other's nerves, and then inadvertently, Shitting just out to an annoy each other, <laughs> coming up with an idea to outwit or an, to annoy each other. But I mean, like when, so in series five, when the trailer, I mean, I'm, four, I'm nearly 41, I can't say dropped, but when the trailer came out, <laughs> Charlie was trending, Black Mirror was trending, the three... Uh, stars were, were trending. I mean, that's... I can't think of another show other than maybe Thrones where that sort of thing happens. Uh, fucking hell, that's pressure, isn't it? Um, no, it's not pressure. I, we, I, think, I think Annabelle is right in that we are not really aware of that. Or we can't... I can't process that, to, to use a sort of American term, because we, we are so busy usually making the show... And uh, we've both got young children, so we don't go outside. I can relate to that. Um, yeah. And so every, it's a, quite a shock if we go out. So, that it was a bit, so the other week, here's a glamorous story. So the other, <laughs> the other, a few weeks ago, we were in Rio. That sounds glad. That's, that's a, we were in Rio for a sort of TV event, and they're remaking Dead Set. In Brazil, we right? never do this. Sort we of thing. never do so this, this sort of rare... thing. This is why I mention it because it's yeah. like. And as I was checking into the hotel, the guy at reception said, oh, "I'm a big fan of Black Mirror," and it was a bit like, "Wow!" Bruh! Like, um, that's you a... thought that's a hotel? That's a good so. They prepped him well. Yes. Five stars on TripAdvisor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, the but it was quite shocking. Yeah, it was, yeah. And, sure. and, and I suppose so. We're not really accustomed to that. We're not really. Yeah. Maybe it's very difficult because we're not a series with character, with you know long-running characters and long-running story arc, and and it, they're all very discreet. And and because we work with different people on every film, sure. and it's a totally autonomous film crew and cast, that you don't maybe have that sense of build or sense of family or. You don't have sure. this, the enormity of it because for us it's all individual That's films true. that we're desperately wanting to realise as you know mm. as well as we can, and so you are totally divided and and there's a real um, not pressure but you just really want all of those films to be as best as they can because you owe it to the actors and the director and everyone wants to do mm. so well that you it's just all consuming and as a result of that you don't ever raise your head above, above the them. that's true it's not out. i hadn't really thought about that but it's it's you're right because it's yes on a on a game of thrones or whatever or breaking bad there's a huge cast and crew and team that are there for every single one whereas with us we're like the fucking littlest hobo Aren't we? We just There's move on to the next one. Just keep moving on. That dog was driven. Um, <laughs> that dog had fire in its belly. Yeah. Um, so What's up with that dog? Disloyal fucking hound. <laughs> uh, terrible advert for dogs. Um, I, re I really mean this. Uh, so, Smithereen, of all, of all the articles I've read, you know, TV shows, documentaries, experts I've chatted with, nothing. I, I, I assure you, nothing has made me want to put my phone in the bin more than <laughs> Smithereen. I say that... Because you watched it on your phone and you thought, this is the worst piece of entertainment I've ever seen on this device. I will Thank now destroy you. it. Very That's very kind. Very... 
so, it's okay. a hopefully quite yeah. No, please. Well, it's quite a difficult film to do because the there's, you know, it's a very you know Andrew Scott. Oh my God, Andrew yeah. Scott just plays it as he always does, very small, very intense, very personal, and very passionate. And you follow his story, but we want to sort of also make this wider point about how this world has been created, how this phone has become so seductive and what's behind all of that, without making it feel very clunky and how you segue between a small man's demise in a field in Kent and, you know, a big San Francisco, uh, Silicon Valley institution. And so, you know, it took a long time sort of making sure that those two things didn't feel like, you know, Little England hits big Hollywood. And so you're just trying to find the smallness in all of it. And I think um, with Topher Grace, who plays the sea... The By the way, mm-hmm. Topher Grace, charisma is just... Oh, comes through the screen, doesn't it? Brilliant. Oh, I'm so pleased. I yeah. love Topher Grace. Sort of slight, you know, slight worrying, cutting between the two. But you just want to see... I know this sounds incredibly clichéd. You just want to find the, the people behind... The stories and and that you know the depiction of the CEO you sort of you know you could have easily gone for a evil caricature that's self-obsessed and arrogant and Lex Luthor you know yeah and you yeah. Sort of go, but really is that really how these things happen everything is by accident you know most things evolve no one really thinks that something's going to grow just like us in a very small scale with Black Mirror you never know it's going to become a hit so you're only trying to do what you think is right in that moment mm-hmm. and so it so those two things trying to marry that within one film was took a lot of finessing so i'm so pleased that it had that you had that reaction to it so, so, mm. so is that a hope genuinely that that people perhaps remove an app off their phone or you know um i don't think so i don't think we ever n- not really there's not there's never and 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 in that episode there's no real solution that's proffered up so I don't think um, our job is ever to tell people what to do or sort of even really what they should think Um, we're just presenting a story with a that's hopefully an interesting dilemma and and is entertaining and and exciting Um, I think what is interesting is um, I was at I was at an event few weeks ago where there were lots of sort of tech people Mm -hmm. Silicon Valley type folk and it was interesting the topic of conversation was the ethical ramifications unseen ethical ramifications of things that they were developing and how do they and these people were not like and they were sort of and it was something they were worried about they were like well what do we you know they the unforeseen consequences of something you know is a real problem for them to grapple with, and it's something that the world is sort of grappling with at the moment. So, I, I, but I don't, I would not profess to know the solutions to any of those things. Mm. If people want to, I mean, I, I, I was thinking about this sort of stuff when writing the episode. It was a time when I was like trying to focus on things, and I felt that my attention span was, was being shattered. Um, and I tried all the sort of, I, I had this app called Moment, was it Moment, something like that, that just all it did was it tracks your phone usage much like there's a built-in thing now on apple phones that tells you it, and, and it was immediately terrifying because no matter how much time you think you spend using your phone you probably spend like three times that amount and it would tell you like you spent this much time looking at twitter you spent this much time on your email you spent this much time on facebook or whatever and it was immediately horrifying um like discovering that you smoke 120 cigarettes a day or something um 
And so I tried, I sort of like thought, right, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm going to, oh, I'll turn my phone screen to monochrome. That was a thing I'd read about. Yeah. Uh, and it's just got irritating after a couple of days. Um, so, and I think like with any of those things, any time that I've done, any, any writer can relate to the thought that you should have your internet connection switched off when you're trying to write something because it's too much of a distraction. Douglas Adams once said... Um, that in the olden days, writers used to look out of the window when they should have been writing. And now that the internet exists, the window you stare out of and the thing you're writing on are the same thing, and it's a real problem. Um, yeah. But as soon as I'd like cut off my internet connection, I'd end up Googling things on my phone and just using like 4G. Yeah. So you can't, like, it's like, like you, it's like trying to stop the flow of water, it just goes around the rock. Um, but there's something deliciously ironic that the phone that's created and designed to hold your attention for as long as possible is now being designed to warn you of how long you're watching yeah. that phone. <laughs> you know, because it is evolving itself in t terms of designing and trying to, as you say, probably worried about a backlash, but now it's becoming all ethical and sort of going, please don't look at us for that long. You know, we're all, it all evolves. Well, and also it's one thing to sort of say, it's like what I think we're keen... For the show something like that in a way smithereens is quite risky for us as a show because one thing you don't want the show to be perceived as is people going oh you young people you whippersnappers are spending too much time looking at your ipads and your phones and your screens what's wrong go out and climb a tree scuff your knees up go on go on eat an orange touch some wood you fucker you know we're not like we're try not trying to say that um and and whereas there is a difference between that and pointing out that a lot of uh, you know a lot of these products are optimized to keep people hooked it's it's you know it's um uh you know that is that that's true and that has a sort of that that has ramifications yeah so. It's interesting, isn't it? Like the ingredients of the drug are changing and mm. you're not even aware of it. So, you know, one day you wake up and suddenly you get a number of how many emails you haven't looked at yet. And so you sort of become sort of like a game where you go, oh, well, I've got four. I've got to get that down. So you start looking at your emails. You know what I mean? It's just these very subtle little things that draw you in, that sort of pull you back. Yeah. You know, it's like, like smoking stronger and stronger weed every day. Yeah. You're just not aware of it. And gradually you're going, oh, my God, I'm but fucking the whole But that sounds more time. fun. <laughs> well, it depends what it is. I suppose it's, um, the, it's that every app on your phone is competing for your attention. Yeah. So you're basically holding a box. It's like a fucking nest full of baby birds all craning their necks for a, a, a... Like that, you know, for you to fucking throw up in. Um, that's what mummy birds do, isn't it? They vomit down yeah. their children's necks. I'm oh, sorry to, you know... Absolutely right. But, uh, you know, so it's... so it's, it's yeah. Of course it's a box of fucking madness as soon as you look mm -hmm. at it. Is is there hope? I think of uh, USS Callister and mm -hmm. Nosedive. Is there hope with for tech and the future? You think? Hope. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think that. I mean, like for instance, if you look at like because we're not anti-tech, and I think that um, you know social as much as there's like there's there's addictive qualities to things like that. If you look at social media, it's an amazing tool. Mm -hmm. It's sort of um, you know, giving people powerful communication in a way that didn't exist before. It's just that we're grappling with the ramifications mm -hmm. of that. Um, and also, when you look at more speaking more broadly, um, there could be solutions or you know 
things that mitigate climate change. There's like the more we, if we get electric planes and we get you know solar powered this that and the other and we extract carbon from the atmosphere and we work out high tech means of rewilding air, we might be able to sort yeah. of slow down mm. that. Yeah. So there's always and 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 you know if you look at technology and progress has aided and like massively in the last few years even there's treatments medical treatments now that didn't exist a few years ago that mm-hmm. so the vegan flipping impossible burgers you know stuff like sure. like meat substitutes so there's 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 technological solutions mm-hmm. to all sorts of things it's just that there's also you know yeah. there's downsides and side effects and and so on so there's absolutely um yeah. hope yeah for every you know for all of the Russian infiltration into the US elections, the flip side is suddenly lots of voices being mobilised and creating movements and drive will drive change more effectively than we've ever seen in our lifetime. And that's incredibly positive, whether it's Me Too or whether it's the, you know, the vegan movement or climate change. I mean, that's all, you know, powerful stuff. And it means it can sort of exist in a capitalist world, which is unlikely to change. But suddenly, you you know, you're, you've got a commercial body that's demanding change with their money. And, go, and so it will come about. Sure. I'm very positive. So to answer my own question, I am surprised by how toxic Twitter has got. That someone had shared a picture and it was like, you know, Twitter in 2011, it's like people holding hands and then it was Twitter now and it's Matt Damon in Private Ryan hugging his knees. Um, what, what's your take on that? Because it, it, it sort of breaks my heart, especially with what happened with, with lovely Will Paul having to leave because it was you know, making him feel bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's... I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Yeah. That, is, that is the... Heart, that's a heartbreaking thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Will, I mean, Will can speak to it himself, but I think for Will it was more about... Um, he's a very private individual and had never had that sort of uh, level of interest in his life before, and I think he found that uncomfortable. Um, and so I suppose it's everyone has to manage their own relationships. Some people would not be phased by that at all and would welcome it and some people don't and I suppose maybe we're all just managing our own yeah we're all I mean so much about Black Mirror is about finding your own relationship your, the level of relationship that you're comfortable with with tech you know absolutely mm-hmm. uh- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think that there's, there's definitely um, uh, Twitter generally or social media often has the feel of a pub at closing time. And like it could go either way. It's either people going, you're the best mate I've ever had, or they're glassing each other. And increasingly, people are glassing each other, it seems, for this, you know, for there's a lot of anger basically all bubbling around. And I think, I, I kind of think that's more of a, I don't think that can sustain because people will just get sick of it. Like people will withdraw and go to other forms of things, or it will calm down. Like people will just go, that's, you know, it's the equivalent of listening to somebody drunkenly ranting on. Yeah. Um, so to a different pub. I think it's a transitional stage yeah. that would, yeah. uh, but I, but no, you're absolutely right. The thing that people used to say about Twitter was, oh, it's all Stephen Fry saying what he had for breakfast, and now it's oh. and now it's oh my god, it's a Russian disinformation bot is tweeting alt right memes at me, and mm. uh, and and everyone is calling me a bastard. Um, yeah, you it's well, just everyone, okay. everyone calling everyone a bastard, um, and I. I, I suspect there'll be some regression to the mean. There, there has to be, doesn't there? So, it, you know, we're all, you mentioned there about having children. Uh, an episode that really hit me right there was, was Archangel. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I'm with you, I could so relate to the, to the mom because I've got two young girls and, I mean, that, that, that's one that really got, that, that got, me, uh, yeah. that got me right there. Mm-hmm. We, can you just talk us through that one? Uh, were you working through some stuff there? <laughs> one of the defining things that we always uh, look for is something that you is going to seduce you, something that is beneficial, something that you would welcome into your home. And so the idea... Because <laughs> oh, is that on Where can I download it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you don't, then... I just there's no credibility in the world, sure. and I'm like, I what this? You wouldn't do that yeah. if you if the first thing you're saying is well that wouldn't happen, and you wouldn't do that, then you you just disengage, mm. don't you emotionally? Why is this person using the automatic self ass kicking machine? <laughs> but why would someone buy that and attach it to their own bum? <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll stay with it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it was that sort of, you know, the the power of the tech that enables you to, you know, you've had one horrific experience like the mum does there where she loses a child in a park and then it's like, right, what am I going to do to make sure this doesn't happen again? And then it is that sort of just gradual, you know, every time every time she gets the upgrade, she thinks she's doing the right thing, she thinks she's protecting the child and uh, it's just about whether there is that misuse of power and how we have to, again, uh, manage the relationship. And make sure it doesn't control us. Mm-hmm. I think that it's it's certainly when uh, when I guess when I was writing that much. So I've got a seven year old and a five year old. So back then that was twenty. When was I writing that? Twenty sixteen. Sixteen. Would it was twenty sixteen that I was writing that? So that's three years ago. So yes, two year old. And there were two and mm. I can't <laughs> I can't do basic fucking maths. <laughs> two and four. Yeah. Um, and and certainly you every sinew in your body is telling you to protect the you are sort of suddenly remade as a protector of your offspring as soon as they're born it feels like and so if that i i had a i i had a when our firstborn was uh, a baby uh i had this constant experience of i couldn't sleep like i couldn't i had to keep getting up and checking that he was okay because um, I sort of didn't believe that he would make it through the night. Do you know what I mean? It's like, he's going to stop working. Um, and 
someone got no I ordered I bought this thing that went which went under the little mattress it was like the breathing monitor thing that's it's supposed to go off if they stop breathing and it makes a constant like little beep, beep, beep type noise and now on the one hand you'd say well that's incredibly paranoid like people have survived for centuries without having that what's the matter with you on the other hand I got to sleep because I could hear it and so I was like oh, okay if that's taken care of I don't need to get up and check anymore so suddenly I had this reassurance um, and as, as I think that was partly being a new parent because the, the second one you don't bother with that because you're like oh they're alright <laughs> like you get I a don't bit, care if they you get don't a make bit, it well you get a bit less paranoid <laughs> But um, oh, eat, I, so eating I remember soil, thinking, not a problem. I remember thinking, because and then you know, and then there, were, there was an occasion where our firstborn got sick when he was like fourteen months old. He got quite ill, and we, we ended up having to take him to rush him to A and E. It turned out it was all fine in the end. But like there was a period where you're at that point they can't communicate properly, and you you're desperate to know what's wrong. So it was like, well, if there was some sort of implant you had that said this is their blood oxygen level, and this is you know they've got an infection or, or what what have you you would immediately you would immediately use that mm -hmm. um at the moment everyone uses like thermometers and google basically <laughs> that's parenting yeah. isn't it and nhs direct yeah um uh, but I hope, hopefully that you know it again is it's that ability well you're what you're trying to do is find something that you know people would as i say welcome willingly and then, embrace yeah and then it's a what otherwise point? it's so sci-fi it yeah. sort of just becomes a little bit detached but it's tricky isn't it because at what point would you I, I think there with Archangel I was also extrapolating into the future because I thought I would if I could if I could make my kids completely sort of transparent so I'd know what they were thinking and where they were going and what they would do I'd do it and then at what point do you switch that off because it's not like you ever stop being a parent as I understand it being being a the, like people, my kids are young, but when I talk to people who've got like teenagers, they have exactly the same. They have their their, their attitudes yeah. are exactly the same. Yeah. They're just that their worries are, are probably a more socially yeah. complex. But also, you know, so at the moment, parents uh, give their children more freedom by being able to track them through GPS on their phone. Mm. So there's so there's still that system in place that control um, that's facilitated by the mobile. So we were just sort of doing that in a slightly more. Uh, intimate way mm. so how does the I mean, I've got a rough idea now but how, how does the dynamic work then in terms of creativity who, who comes up with the idea who finesses how, how does that how does creativity work there how, does create, how, how, how would you say it works there's a lot of we spend a lot of time chatting and arguing and not arguing but that's sort of just general observations about you know, guess what I saw at the weekend, or have you noticed this, and is this a thing? And then Charlie will often sort of come up with a... a con well, it, it differs for each episode, but Charlie will come up with a concept yeah. that is the sort of imagine... Da -da 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 -da, and then we'll sort of... Sometimes you come up with a clear-cut story for it. Sometimes it's like, here's... Sometimes, yes, it's interesting in that sometimes it's... Usually it's, I'll suddenly get excited and go, oh, oh it's, uh, what if you could, oh, like it's, it's like that. Sometimes it's like a device, and, and I mean like a story device, mm -hmm. um, uh, or it's just a dilemma. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and other times it's almost a, a full scenario. So it really depends, yeah. often it's just a, 
And sometimes there's a thing which is just like, oh, there's an image of something. There's like, I think for ages I was talking about, for Black Museum, I was talking for ages about sort of wanting to do, it was like, oh, I wanted to do a digital ghost. And it's yeah. like, well, what if you could go somewhere if you had, and, and that sort of led to a conversation about, well, what yeah. if there was like a, it's like a chamber of horrors and you go in and they're real prisoners, like holograms of prisoners and you can, oh, well then you could electrocute them and then you mm. could electrocute them again and again and again. And it's, and if it's, oh, that's a, that's a horrifying concept, but there wasn't a sort of story around it. So sometimes it's something like that. And other times it is a, Archangel was, will have been a, will have sprung out of a conversation probably where you were mocking me for the monitor <laughs> that I'd had under the baby's flipping yeah. mattress. We had, yeah. we had the same monitor. Yeah. For the same Angel room. care. <laughs> Angel care. Angel, Angel care with a little sort of halo like light and a like beep. I put the sensitivity on too high. And it goes off. Oh, I mean like yeah. all the time. It's so stupid, honestly. Yeah. But we do spend Terrifying. a lot of time trying to simplify the story. So it's the, bizarrely yeah. for an anthology, mm -hmm. the concepts themselves aren't necessarily... The, the trickier part. The trickier is quite it's often it's like, well, where's the story there? And then the you story, have to like home in on the. Yeah. And and yes, you're and right in the keeping simplifying. it simple. Mm. Because you want it to just be a human story at the heart that's just in a particular world, and there's maybe one leap of faith, but increasingly it's not even a leap of faith um, in terms of the concept. And then it's what's the compelling story? Mm. I think part of the the use the word genius, but part of the genius is you can explain each episode in one sentence. Mm. So no matter how complicated it, it might appear, yeah. I can st I could say to a friend, ba 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 ba, and they get it. It's the yeah. one where, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, so obviously with Bandersnatch, although that that's hard to explain in a sentence. No, that yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, choose your own. No, that's the exception. Choose your own adventure. It's the choose your. Well, we, we can't say that. Can't say choose your own. Sorry, adventure. no, no. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't get sued. It's the fighting fantasy. It's the world warlock of firetop mountain. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, is there a? Do you, can you share anything there? What, what you might can be? Simplify. You can't say it very. It it's is about a very good. A young kid, a young programmer a, in nineteen eighty four Britain, begins to suspect something is controlling him. Yeah. Which dot 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 is you? Yeah. Are the plans for a similarly interactive or something? Different for, for, for the future. As as that. <laughs> and I appreciate as what I appreciate what the experience was like. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, the, please. While while we were doing it, we we moved from going, we will never do this again, to by the end, like in the way that having I have not experienced the joy, the phys personally firsthand experienced the physical joy of bearing a child. But, Excuse me? Yeah, which you have. Physical joy? Yeah, that's, I'm being... I, are I'm, you? Great. Yes, well, I I'm hope being, that translates. I'm, I'm being ironic. Great. Because I, as I understand it, it's so delightful. Yeah. Women often scream, I wish I was doing this every yeah, sure. day. Yeah. At the moment, that little demon claws its way out of them. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, but but as I understand it, like, so often, often people go, I'm never going to have another child. And, and then they forget how unpleasant it was. Uh, and and sure enough, they have more than one. Um, and, and so similarly, by the end of Bandersnatch, uh, I was going, oh, I've, uh, you could do this and you could do that. Because it was sort of experimental as well. We were trying out all sorts of things under the hood, sure. as it were. Um, there's lots of things where you think, well, I'd do that a bit differently. Or, it's, or during the production of it, you'd go, oh, that, 
because of that you could do this but we can't do that in this story but oh so there's there's other like ideas knocking around the tricky thing is that what you do need is a story that justifies using an interactive yeah. like bandersnatch couldn't really exist without the interactivity Absolutely. it would be yeah. pointless and so you need another you need a story that that justifies itself I think in that way otherwise you might as well do a linear episode yeah sure mm. and, but there are going to be ideas where people don't have to earn the right to use the interactivity you know Kimmy Schmidt doing her comedy version and it'll be just the interactivity will be maybe more throwaway and maybe more slapstick or fourth wall breaking they will use you know, it but, to set up gags yeah and, but yeah. if you're doing a, a film I think narratively you need to justify the, the extra mm. layer what, what do you guys do for, for balance? So the re what I mean by that is my wife now has a wooden box in which I have to quite rightly put my phone in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, she wants to buy a kitchen safe. You know what that is? <coughs> no. It's a, tra uh, uh, a transparent box with a timer on it. So you put something in it and you set the timer and you can set it for like one minute or one month basically, and you press the thing and it locks it. And that's it, you tough. You cannot get it out until it's... So if you've got an hour's worth of work to do, put your phone in it. God, the Very drug nice. analogy is ridiculous. Mm. And people use it People use it to, to stop themselves like overeating biscuits and stuff like that. They'll put some biscuits in it and set it for that's a day, nice. yeah. and then they can have one, and then they put the thing back Why on. Why can't you just do that on the phone? Why can't you just set the phone not to be able to be turned on? Uh, you can do that. Yeah. But you guys, <laughs> can you? Yeah, yeah, you can lock the phone to stop you. Uh, to yeah, but, it, but you willpower is it's well recognised that willpower is a very difficult thing no, no, to no. sustain. No, no, no. It's the same. I'm talking about the same device as the safe. No, I know, but you cut. But the phone, you you will you can override. You can always override a phone. All right, that's what I'm saying. Mm. The funny thing is, oh, actually, I've just had an idea for an episode, so I'll shut up. Okay. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Never been more excited in my life. <laughs> Um, so what, what do you guys do then for for balance? You know, do, you, do you meditate or anything? Like, you know, is there anything you do? <laughs> Sorry, why am I laughing like that? Uh, you do? Yeah, no, you don't. You're, I did you're a bit of that. To, yeah. I did a bit of that. Um, but that, you know what that is? That's more trying to stop yourself working twenty four hours a day. That's yes. what that comes from. Um, because this fucking show is all consuming. To relax, I, I. So you have to stop. I think that's the. I spend a lot of time fiddling about with. Yourself. Emulate fiddling about with myself, <laughs> fiddling about with emulators like video game, like emulating old consoles and stuff. Like, and I realised I'm exactly the same. I am basically a middle-aged man with the equivalent. It's like the equivalent of a guy building a model railway in his loft. Like I always used to wonder why did people do that, and, and now I understand that they're recapturing some sort of childhood fantasy of having a giant train set is yeah, what they're doing sure. but they don't spend much time playing with it they spend a lot of time curating it and so I've sort of ended up doing that I find it very absorbing and relaxing um, why the curating and not the I don't know I think I don't know if it's a male trait I think something like when men fiddle with a car the last thing they actually want to do is Driver. finish the car yeah, yeah. Okay. you know because then the meditation is, so it's just a over. way of zoning out. Yeah. I think it is, yeah. It's tink tinkering. It's dangerous if you're tinkering with a car and you've zoned out. Tinkering oh. is a weird thing that it's I now understand. Out. I'm at an age where I now understand the whole thing of having a shed. Like It's like mm -hmm. going to a shed and tinkering for hours mm -hmm. silently, not having to... Maybe it's a... I don't, I don't know that that's a male trait. But that's, it's, it's a meditation of form, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it's a form of meditation that people don't realise is. Because yeah. you sort of... 
you're not doing anything, mm-hmm. but your but your brain is going point. at some level. It's like bu- popping bubble wrap. What do you do? Not fucking enough. Not fucking enough. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> and that. And that. No, I can all relate to that. I know I've got to fi- I've got to find my my emulator okay, vibrator. I was going to say. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got to find all of those. It's things. in the top drawer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a fucking. This is a labor. It's a labor of love, stroke, hate. This bloody show. It's all consuming. Are you straight into season six then? No. Well, may I ask a question on behalf of everyone in the British Isles? And you're not going to ask. Is there wipe twenty nineteen? No. I don't think so. No, well, probably almost. Uh, no, I don't think I'm not. I'm not uh, no, but go on. That's, no, that's as far. That's as much as I'm. Well, no, no, there's not. But there might be a what a wipe light. I no, I can't say anything, and because nothing may happen. I don't think it, no, nothing's going to mm. happen. And even what he's alluding to is not what you what maybe people would want. Mm. We, we but I, it's not not to say that I wouldn't ever do one again, ever again. Yes. It's it's more that like I don't have. Yeah, I did think about doing one this year because I thought it was the end of the decade. Although actually, the decade I think end, sure. ends next yeah. year, doesn't it? Or something like technically, people say. So, um, but no, there won't be one this year. Were, were you? Are you both aware as to how? I feel like I'm telling you how fucking beloved you are, but that wipe show. Or every every year, my, me and my friends, but you know, if it's is it on this year? Do you know if it's on this year? Oh. Are you aware how beloved that show is? Well, it certainly like um, it seems to be cathartic and therapeutic for people. I think in in many ways, um, although it's the opposite for everyone working on it because we oh, had to sit in a sure. room watching the news again yeah. um, for like. It took so much time to make. They're they're so difficult to make. That's the problem. Is that there's a lot of, it's it it it's a lot of it's. It takes a long time to make it. Basically, it's a long concentrated period, and I just don't have the. I can't do yeah. that at the moment. At the same time, I'm doing this. So it's because it's more of a. Okay, it sounds boring to call it an essay, but it is more, it's a proper review of the year. Yeah, it, yeah with absolutely. all of the themes rather than maybe a sort of joke monologue about clips. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. really authored, Well, and as they went on, it got better, I guess, it, giving them a the finding, structure where yeah. there was a yeah. sort of a story. Yeah, and I think maybe that's why people liked it because it felt like it was a reasoned sum up of the year mm. rather than just a joke fest. You know, it, actually had some I think people as you say as you said, it's sort of slightly cathartic where people went, Yes, you know what, that is the shape, but that is how I feel about the year mm. without it being overly politicized and overly polarized. Well we had to we had to we had to balance them for no, to course. comply with all sorts of because yes, otherwise it would probably <laughs> but um uh, the <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, no, no, There's no. A way yeah. of being, no, it's got to be, which has got to be sane as well. It's just, yes. Um, uh, but it's not to so there isn't one this year, but it's not to say that there won't ever be one again. Because uh, uh, I'm probably at some point, I'm always nearly talking myself into doing one, but then I remember that I just <laughs> won't have time. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It, but not this year. Is. Um, 
Connie co-wrote the that mm-hmm. brilliant episode. Of, does she help with with ideas and coming up with stuff and? Sometimes, like sense checking. S- sometimes, even if it's like talking me out of something, or there's like <laughs> something, and and I quite often show her the episodes at an early stage, and then she'll say something massively unhelpful, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll come back in and go, no, oh, she didn't understand this bit, or this bit didn't make any sense, or she said this, and then I'll sort of sit there and go, oh, um, uh, in fact, actually, weirdly, in Striking Vipers, they read a, they read a bedtime story to the kids that was a, a little poem that Connie wrote for the for our kids that we got then made up into a book that they read in the story um, so she's, she gets a credit for having written, written a story within a story about a bird we, we, over, Overworking has been a theme is, is uh, anxiety and uh, is, that, is that sort of thing an issue when it comes to giving birth to the I don't mean to use that term flippantly <laughs> creating these piece of work no I don't think it's anxiety I think it's you know it's such a privilege I mean god the it is such a privilege to, for Netflix to give us these six films to make a year you know and pretty much with, with a lot of creative freedom um, so I think you just want to uh, want to make the most of that opportunity and you want to you know for the actors and the directors and everyone everyone comes together wanting to make the best film so I don't think it comes from anxiety I think it comes from just uh really passionately loving the script and wanting to make it as best as it can be. Well, although I think there is a lot of constant, like, there's a constant background hum of anxiety in any creative endeavour, because there's a voice in your head saying, you're shit, this is shit, everything's shit, fuck off, everything else is better, you're crap, you're no, shit. that's me. I'm yeah, no, I, I say <laughs> voice in my, I say, I mean, as in when I've got an earpiece in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and so that's, I think there is actually a lot of constant low-level hum of anxiety that you don't notice because it's going on. And so when, so in a weird way, when you sort of stop for a bit or you take a little break, that's often where you realise that actually it's been screaming in your brain for the last, like, however many months. So... so um, are we due a nervous breakdown? I think we've been having one. Oh, Oh, okay, yeah. that's what those last that's four years have been. You know how we keep, every so often we just start crying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, so I think that there's a lot of, but then, like you say, it's a, it's kind of, that is a, it's the ultimate first world problem hmm. in many ways is to go, oh, I'm finding it a bit stressful making my Netflix show. It's a bit like fucking complaining about the weight of a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Just to wrap, because our, our time's up. May I ask, what, what does the US success mean to you? As a huge fan of most things American, I mean, that must be pretty mind-blowing, because it, it really popped over there, didn't it? it? You said popped. You said you wouldn't say dropped earlier. Oh, my God. You're, Just said you're popping. Yeah. Having um, a midlife yeah. crisis. Uh, Show yourself. Yeah, come on. Um. Daddy-o. <laughs> um, uh, Give it the beat, kids. Daddy-o, daddy-o should come back in, as a phrase. Um, I think it. that uh, it's where, again, it's, it's odd because we don't... the funny, the mm. really ridiculous thing is you're only, we're only aware that the show has done well in the US when we go to something like the Emmys where you win an Emmy and you go, oh, they like it. But because aside from that, you sort of... Because all the, cause the or when we're asked about it, when we're asked about how do you feel about the success, like yeah. we go, oh uh, yeah, I suppose I hadn't thought about that. Um, because the reality is you don't ever sort of, you can't live with that 
you just that doesn't stay with you, does it? It's always right. What we're gonna? What's the next episode? You can't what's do anything next? with that, can you? You sort of. I don't quite know how to. What does that even? Doesn't really affect anything or change anything or. Mm. You say that you have just bought a yacht made yes, of gold, I have. I have. which you're going to sail across an emerald sea, like Game of Thrones, yeah. like the little one at the end. The little one. What's she called? Mm. Aria. Aria. That's a spoiler for anyone who hasn't <gasps> seen it. Isn't Don't say it? that. No. They'll have seen it by the time it goes out. Um, I can't thank you enough. That was oh, that was awesome. This was thank fun. You. Thank was you. Fun. It was really nice. Bless your heart. No. Um, I would I would say good luck with the new series. You, you absolutely don't need it. It's wonderful. Have you seen all three? Two. You've seen Smithereens. And Smithereens last Strike night, and then Striking Vipers. This morning, Striking Vipers. Oh, cool. okay. Wonderful. Which was your favourite out of those Smithereens. two? Smithereens, okay. because I. You yeah. went. Oh! I went. Right. Yeah. So when and so genuinely, when I'm playing with the when I'm playing with the kids, which I love doing, mm-hmm. I know that I need to put that down. Yeah. Yeah. So the first time you hear your kids say, "Daddy, put your phone down." Yeah. It's quite heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, I've had that. My, um, w- w- my eldest is about to turn four. Mm. When she was three and a bit, at three and a bit, she said, Mummy and Daddy, put your phones down. Mm. I mean... And you said no. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Get back on that mattress where I can right, hear it's you. It's very important <laughs> that I check this. Don't you know? <laughs> this tweet didn't get a single like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Brilliant. Cheers. Oh. Absolute banger. So funny, aren't they? Um, and that was exciting, the bit where he thinks about the, the idea for the new episode. I, I mean, I don't want to put pressure on two nice people, but I can't wait for the new series just to see if uh, <clears throat> if the idea made the cut. Maybe it's for a future series, who knows? Anyway, I thought I thought they were wonderful. Now, I can't spoil who next Monday's guest is. No, I nearly gave a clue, but just put it this way. I've told a couple of mates who it is because we've done the interview, so I, you know, and the, the reaction has been, "What?" So uh, yes, oh yes, next Monday another absolute banger. Um, if you want to drop me a line, thank you to those of you who have podcast at balance dot media, uh, and then for sales, it's sales at balance dot media, sales at balance dot media, uh, and once again, the new series of Black Mirror. Is on Netflix uh, now. The, the, as I said in the interview, the one that, that really walloped me was Smithereens, and uh, I, 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 I still have been trying to uh, limit. <laughs> I'm saying all this while I'm holding a phone. Uh, anyway, see you soon, and thank you as always. The C was that was that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, let, let me know. Podcast at balance.media. Have a lovely week. Thank you as always. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack. 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.